number two what's up everybody welcome back to never made varsity my name is colby we may or may not be struggling but you can find me on twitter at colby complains hey everybody this is the second time we're doing this uh my name is david rivero you can find me on twitter or instagram at d rivero 1222 hello again friends it's your boy Pumpkin Spice Maverick, and you can find me on Twitter at Heartbreak underscore underscore kid. I'm back. <laughs> it was funnier the first time. There I'm was. a year older. I'm a year wiser. I'm still here. And you can find me on Twitter at Aaron P. Friedman. That first run through was rough. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> it was quirky. Uh, <laughs> That's one way to put it. Uh, David, tell us about your marching season, which you mentioned was over the first time we, we recorded this intro. Yeah, so we had our last competition on Saturday. Um, kids did well. Um, we ended the season uh, doing really well. We won grand champion at one competition, uh, won our class at another competition. Um, and overall... Um, feel really good about it. So we're a young band and we got a lot of talent going forward and we're excited for the next few years and it's going to be really good. But now I'm done and I can um, actually have my Monday, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays and Saturdays back. So my question that I had is it's October 20th. You're already done. Mm-hmm. I was not in a competition band, so this is all foreign to me. Now we still have... Um, we still have football games and we still have, um, I think we have one more parade to do, but the competitive marching season is over. Got it. So, which is the big one. Cool. Cool. How are the rest of you? I'm alive. I've noticed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's definitely definitely been a rough couple days, but. We're, we're, we're here. We're, we have our health. At we least. have our health. <laughs> That's so sad. I know. <laughs> at least we have our health. <laughs> I'm so I sad. I am good. I am a year older. I'm a year wiser. This is second you've already, time. You've third already time done this done bit. That. I'm still here. <laughs> you've done this bit. And you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Is this our second worst episode ever? This is the second. This is almost up there with the worst start to an episode. We've done. We have now made a terrible start to this episode twice in a row. <laughs> I feel like it's a, it's going to be a theme episode. of what we're talking about anyway. So I think it fits. <laughs> I forgot we have a lost episode. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe that one will see the light someday. No, it's no, it's lost. It's like, gone. I it's forgot gone. to click the record button. We recorded a whole show. It was a dry run. And it was terrible. (laughs) But let's talk about other things that were terrible. Carolina football went into Blacksburg uh, and a full 
regulation game and six overtimes later, the Heels lost 41 to 43. Aaron, you were there. Yeah, I mean, bless your heart. I, I don't know. I'm obviously sad that we lost, but I'm still in the state of like, just what the heck happened? Like, I didn't even know that new overtime rule was a thing until the ref was like, and the teams will now try a two point attempt. And oh, I was yeah, like, excuse me. Um, you, eat, you eat some kettle corn, didn't you? Yes, they had good kettle corn. That was the good part of the game. Oh, man, that stuff is addictive. I had half the bag today. Did Fuchs order a turkey leg? He did not. Disappointingly. Oh, man, okay. But there were like five people on the band that had turkey legs. And they were advertised as hokey legs. Isn't that like cannibalism for them? Yes. Yeah, it's kind of like if we served like Ram's leg meat. Yeah, exactly. Um, Which that doesn't sound good. Also, seeing Enter Sandman in person was as electric as I expected. It was that the atmosphere at that stadium in general was very impressive. A very beautiful stadium, great crowd that stayed the entire game. It was awesome from a football loving perspective. They also don't like us. No. Not one bit. I don't, I don't like them either, why. so at least we can agree <laughs> on something. Does anybody like us? Um, I, mean, I think I NC State fans. Like- I think NC State fans like us in a weird way. <laughs> in a I can't quit you sort of way. But no, yes. I mean, like, <laughs> by I don't like us, I mean, it's like a like directional. Like it's a, it's a pointed kind of don't like. I don't know. It's weird, but uh, I'm trying. I don't know where to start with this game. Sam Howell threw the ball 49 times, which I when I look at the box score, I actually expected it to be in the 50s. Oh, I thought it was in the 50s. No, he threw 49 times. He was sacked five times. A lot of those were at the end of the game, and it really killed us. But threw for five touchdowns, and I, I, and I saw on Twitter people were like, you know, Sam has to be better at um, like figuring out what to do when the play dissolves. But my counter argument was, our play calling shouldn't be so bad that it puts him in situations where the play dissolves so often. That is true, but I think the play dissolved a lot, which is a good thing because he had so much time. But he would then just stand there instead of running for three or four yards. He's like 18. <laughs> like he is, he is so young. He is a freshman quarterback. He literally just broke the, the freshman quarterback uh, TD record for at Carolina. Now, also, d- a big thing is credit to Bud Foster because, I mean, it's the defense, too, that limited his options and, and made the play dissolve, too. So it's a little bit about so, I mean, lunch you have to, to give the lunch pail defense. Oh, that annoyed me because that got said way too many times. But, that, I mean, you have to at least give credit there because there were several situations like that. Oh, is that why they yeah, had a lunch pill on was, their big screen like eight times throughout the game? Yes. Yeah. What does that mean? Virginia Tech. It's like your lunch pail. It's like a blue collar. That's what Virginia Tech's, like, mentality is that, you know, that they're, they just take on, like, their underdog. They're a blue collar worker. You know, they're just going to be rough. They did have a very yeehaw mentality. 
<laughs> big yeehaw energy. <laughs> big yeehaw energy, big military energy. That yeah, is so, Blacksburg yeah, in like six words. Yeah, so did they have the two bands there? Yes. I oh, so, so I never understood that. The Marching Virginians are like a quote-unquote regular marching band, and the Heidi Tidies are part of the Corps of Cadets, which is the ROTC program. But why so they do you are need like both? completely separate from them. They are like under. I believe they're under the ROTC administration. Um, but everyone in that band is in the ROTC program. They have eleven hundred in the ROTC program. They said this year, which is insane. Yeah, it's um, a big thing at Virginia Tech. So I, I asked don't understand a why member they of their band. Both. So. Well, it's because the Heidi Tidies were around first, but then they wanted a quote-unquote regular band. Um, uh. And they couldn't say to the Heidi Tidies, y'all got to go, because it's not under the music department. So, like, they don't have a choice. Um, but I think they like both of them. And the way that it works is that every game except for one, the Heidi Tidies do pregame and the Marching Virginians do halftime, and then one game a year they swap. And then in the stands, they... The marching Virginians play on defense, and then during timeouts, the Heidi Tidies played like probably two thirds of the time. So, and how many times did you enjoy the, them spelling H O K I E S Hokies? Okay, a lot, and a lot of key plays. <laughs> and jingle the keys. Carla really likes the Hokies. The Hokies cheer is her. I think is her favorite thing in college football. <laughs> I it's like that they so, uh, jingle their keys instead of yelling on third down. Well, they do yell after a while, but they start by just jingling their keys. So going back to the game, I think a lot of the second half comes down, at least on offense, comes down. Well, yeah, let's break that down. Offensively, I think it was play calling. Phil Longo, my guy. Oh, ooh. He had one great call and then 17,000 terrible plays. I've never seen... I've never seen... Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, the little, like, triple reverse flea flicker, whatever you want to call it, uh, that was a good play. But then it felt like we were playing not to lose. And that's just the most frustrating thing in the world. Yeah. A big issue that I had is that there were so many times we would get like eight yards on first down and then instead of running it again when it's clear that they can't stop the run, we would try passing downfield, never complete the pass downfield, and then they would stack the box for third and two. And we would get stuffed at the line. Remember a couple weeks ago when Carolina ran the same play against the Jaguars like 17 times in the same game because the Jaguars couldn't, they couldn't stop, stop them. them. Yeah. Why don't, if we are dashing them running the ball, why don't we keep running the ball? I feel like I don't, I, not a lot of coaches <clears throat> have that mentality of like, keep doing it until they prove they can stop it, which like, is stupid. <laughs> You have heard me this year saying that I am not an established to run kind of person. Right. But I do say run the ball when it makes sense. When you have Michael Carter with seven yards of carry and Antonio Williams with five and a half yards of carry, run the ball. 
Yeah, it makes more sense. And, and listen, like, there's no reason why we shouldn't have won that game with the amount of chances we had. It wasn't like at the end of the day, we had our chances, many of them, couldn't get stops on defense. Obviously, Noah Ruggles missed his field goal, which, by the way, I don't understand why we iced our own kicker. It makes no freaking sense. I'm assuming – I'm going to hope that it's because something was wrong, that we had lined up wrong or something because that was just a terrible idea. It was a terrible thing. I don't, I don't know why we didn't center the ball. I don't – Yeah, I have no clue. And well, also – the lips thinking, though, it sounded like they were trying to position it on the right side. They said that that was supposed to be – his favorable side to put it all the way to the right. Interesting. Which, so, I, I mean, in our logical minds, you put it dead center to give yourself... Or the left. Yeah. But, and then, of course, um, you know, you get a freaking holding penalty, which takes us back 10 yards. Yeah. The delay of game that happened on the kick that got blocked, was that actually a delay of game? Because in the stadium, the play clock said 18 when they threw that delay of game flag. Okay, and on the game clock on TV, it said 19 seconds. I, I don't know. Carly says that she saw, or Steven said that he saw someone signal false start, but then they announced delay of game. They, yeah, they for sure announced delay of game. And there were 19 seconds left on the clock. Yeah. But so. there were also like at least 10 times throughout the game that the clock just broke. Yeah, same on TV. So that was like it was it felt like very conservative play calling. And then a QB draw on like first down and 10 at our own 20. Yeah, that was before regulation where we had like a few draw plays to give it back. Yeah, why are we running the ball like that if you're trying to score with 40 seconds left? (laughs) It did give me my favorite moment, though, because Mac came up to Falongo and said, what the hell was that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And. Another problem that I have with that is you have them fourth down clock running with a minute and a half left. Why don't you call a timeout? timeout. A minute and a half with two timeouts is so much more than 40 seconds with three timeouts. No, because if we had them in first and goal, if you start calling timeouts after first and goal, you can get the ball back with a minute 40 seconds. You wouldn't have any timeouts, but you're in college. The clock stops if you get a first down. Well, to be fair, nowadays the clock only stops for like a second and a half. But yes, in theory, yes. So it it was frustrating. It, the offensive uh, clock management management play calling was very frustrating. But that has been On a the theme de- all year. Yes. like the- On the defensive side of the ball. They were down to their third-string quarterback, who I'm not entirely convinced is actually a quarterback. I think they said he was like a tight end. And he, we knew he was going to run the ball, and he still gashed us for a quarter and a half and in overtime. He ran for 100. Why is it so yards. hard? Why is it so hard to have a QB spy when you know he's like, going to run? I, at that point, I don't know why you don't just go cover zero, man up across the back, send five every time, and have a spy. Maybe, maybe it's not that simple. Maybe, I and mean, that's very possible because I do not know football as much as like professionals. But it seems like the defense is trying to get a little too cute instead of just forcing um, 
Willis to not Willis Ferguson Patterson to do something like make him win the game instead of just letting him run all over the field. And I get that we were like that secondary is so banged up that yeah. it's crazy. But at the end of the day, ever everyone's dealing with injuries. Like we, somebody's got to step up and you just can't, you can't just say injuries because everyone's dealing with it. Like we, we got to make the plays. At some point, you guys step up and step up and do the thing. Do the thing. It's very frustrating. But on the bright side, the entire ACC is terrible, except for Clemson. <laughs> yeah, it's just frustrating yeah, because. Still... Go ahead. Go ahead. We still control our own destiny. It's just no, frustrating. No, I know. It's frustrating um, because. I thought we do. What did you say, Colby? David, go ahead. Go ahead. While I, I, I was just going to say that it's frustrating because we went from, oh, let's hope to win four games like to, oh, wow, we can win the Coastal to back to, oh, crap, we might not qualify for a goal. <laughs> like, it's just really frustrating. We could qual- not qualify for a bowl right now, but we could also make the Orange Bowl. I don't like that, though. <laughs> Colby, you're right. Uh, Vir- being good or bad, Virginia Tech would over us if they, if we both went out. But if they lose a game and we went out, then we're still in because Virginia Tech and Pitt are both two and one. We still play both of them. Duke's two and two. We play them. Virginia Tech is two and two. They beat us. We are two and two. Um, who else is there? Miami's garbage and Georgia Tech is garbage. Maverick. Um, I think ultimately tomorrow, yesterday was just just going back to the game and such. It was just very emotionally draining and such. We haven't really covered the overtime aspect of it as well. I think that's what made it even worse. The, just the whole theme across the board was that just there was a lot of missed opportunities mm-hmm. <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to, to put Rage. it in Panthers terms. Um, and so, I mean... It's just going back and forth, back and forth. Um, Virginia Tech makes a mistake, and then we bail them out. Then we make the mistake, and then VT bails us out. Um, And then we see for the first time the institution of the new NCAA rule where after five overtimes, rather than doing a drive, you just go for two until someone scores, someone doesn't. And I don't know how I like that rule. Well, it didn't help that we had two terrible play calls. Yeah, so yeah. not to mention well, well, so we did, we did the, the Miami play again. They knew then they knew it was coming. That guy was yeah. right on Michael as soon as it got pitched to him. He knew it was coming. Yeah. So they said I read that it is a lot better for injuries that it goes to this after the fourth overtime because another drive is probably just straight up dangerous after that much football. But it's just like a freaking coin flip at this point. I, I, like, yeah, just call it a cut. I mean, like, just, just call it a tie. Just call it a tie. I mean, yeah. sure, I guess. I mean, if we're get, going into five overtimes in college football, college football is weird already. Let's get wacky. I don't care. <laughs> Let's have a strength coach arm wrestling match at the 50 then. Yeah, I, I'm fine with that. <laughs> it's just... um. Yeah, college football is weird. Might as well have a weird ending. 
but or like move move it back to like the thirty five or the forty, so you start out of field goal range. Because as is, if you just get if you go three and out, you kick a field goal and you move on, and you could trade field goals all day. I guess I don't know that the five overtime two point conversion thing doesn't bother me because you there are so many opportunities to win the game before that even comes into play. If if it comes to that, then whatever it comes to that. Yeah, I just think it's so dumb and arbitrary. Like it's just like penalty kicks in soccer or hockey. It has nothing to do with. I mean, I guess that the two pointer has a little more to do with it, but it's just so arbitrary and luck. Sure. You know, it really hurt. Like I, a lot of people I saw a lot, it's very much different circumstances, very much. So I don't want to equate it because mainly because I mean, I would say it's as close as it got to like a Nova level disappointment and heartbreak. But again, Nova was because of the stakes. This one was because of just how long it went on. And if you go six overtimes, you want to win that game. Like whoever loses that, like, is going to be extremely demoralizing. And so I just hope that they're able to regroup, not just kind of roll with it. I mean, and learn from it ultimately, and you know, it, it hopefully not make the mistakes they did this game going forward so that we still give ourselves a chance to be successful, to potentially go to a bowl, heck, even still win the Coastal with the right circumstances. I think I was too checked out. <laughs> by, by overtime number six, I was checked out of the game enough that it, that it didn't affect me as much as other close losses. It's just... I. It's frustrating that we, like we said earlier, we keep playing the same game over and over. It's crazy, though, too, where we now have three losses where distinctly we have a big 50-plus yard touchdown pass to start the game within about a minute and then end up losing ultimately. It happened at App, it happened at Clemson, and it happened at VT. We just need to kneel the ball three times on our first drive. (laughs) And we need to the win the daggum coin toss. Though. I'm tired of the other team getting a kickoff at second half. I'm tired of feeling like we played like the better team and then we're still losing. But yeah. as someone said, people are upset, but I think hopeful. And I think the big thing is that it's a lot different from the past couple of years where People, the the crowd of it's a basketball season yet after these games is not as prevalent it seems. Except you, Jameson. I saw you. But otherwise, it's just that I mean, it sounds. I think people are just they are starting to care more, even when it doesn't look good. People care now, and I think that's a step in the right direction in terms of changing the culture, ultimately making the program overall better from the fan base to the team. That's my secret cap. I'm always frustrated by Carolina football. <laughs> uh, so the Heels have Duke next week. Duke for homecoming. Duke lost 48-14 to uh, to Virginia last week. It was not a pretty game at all for the Blue Devils. I was flipping back and forth during the... Um, 
during the commercials of the Carolina game. They aren't good. I, I can confidently say that Duke is not good. And yet they put a 45 piece on VT in Blacksburg. <laughs> well, that's because the ACC doesn't make sense. <laughs> the, the Coastal makes no sense. No, I take that back. Everyone besides Clemson makes zero sense. But this game, uh, Quentin Harris was 13 of 26 for 88 yards with two interceptions, and he only ran for 37 yards. He's kind of known for his running ability. So, Oh, he'll get it against us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we let super athletic Daniel Jones uh, <laughs> run all over us, so... We'll see how it goes next week. Is Chicago really about to get their second <laughs> on-site kick in a row? That's hilarious. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I'll watch as much as the game as I can. We're favored by three. We open as three-and-a-half-point favorites at home. I don't know. Should be more. I mean, they'll probably travel. I would be very upset it's probably going to be a situation where they have more people come to this game than they do it at their own home games. I don't know if y'all have seen, but their stadium is empty for their games. Yeah. Last like they week, might have 10,000 in their stands two weeks Maybe. ago for their two weeks ago for their night game uh, against, I think it was Virginia tech when they got Molly whopped. Um, oh wait, no, they beat Pitt. Virginia. Pitt. It was against Pitt. Yeah. Cause they Molly whopped Virginia tech at Virginia tech. Um, when they played Pitt and lost that game in Duke fashion, they gave away four free tickets for every season ticket holder to bring guests, and it was still like 5,000 people. I hope we win. I want the bell back. Like, more than most things in, like, this sporting season, like, of all the teams I root for, I, this, I really care about this game because I really want that stupid bell back. Yeah. Have you seen the bell rung before games, Aaron? Yes, my first year. Gotcha. Yeah, he had it just before we lost it in Durham. Yeah. Under those horrible circumstances. (laughs) I want it to be like uh, when, I think it was like 2012 or 2013, when Duke beat us for the first time in forever and their player didn't know how to ring the bell and just spun it around as fast as he could. I don't know if y'all remember that. Remember when we destroyed Duke's locker room with blue spray paint after we won <laughs> yep. the bell? I remember that. <laughs> oh, that wasn't a good look. Uh, so we'll see. I, I hope it's a good one. What else do we have to talk about? Should we go NFL, I guess? <clears throat> it's kind of a light week for us. The only I didn't watch any football. I watch, I watch Red Zone all day, but I haven't like seen every, anything that was super remarkable. But we can talk about the Titans real quick. Yeah, that was the only thing I really saw today that was crazy, kind of crazy. So, yeah, the... Titans, again, being the most confusing team in all of football, ended up pulling one out today <laughs> in crazy fashion. Uh, we beat the Chargers, the other most confusing team that plays the exact same game. 
and we beat them 23-20. to 20. Um, Ultimately, it came out down to a goal line stand where we had uh, we were up 23-20, and Melvin Gordon fumbled. It was rolled uh, and ended up getting the ball back. And so I'll take it. Still not very excited. Um, for those that not fully covered the Titan sports, Marcus Mariota was officially benched this week. Uh, by decision of Mike Vrabel and the Tennessee coaching staff. And so effectively what it seems like ends his tenure, most likely in Tennessee, probably going in another direction at this point. And so Ryan Tannehill got the start, ended up doing really well, had over 300 yards passing. I mean, again, it's just one of the games when we actually play well, we have we put ourselves in chances to win. What a concept. <laughs> Good win. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, we're still under 500 and still have a lot of issues to solve. But we're, I mean, I'll take it. So I, since I'm just going to go down like literally the list of NFL games that happen and just give my hot takes of what happened today. Stop me if you want to talk about any of these games. Uh, Rams, Falcons, the Falcons are bad. Bills, Dolphins, the Dolphins are bad. Uh, the Jaguars, Bengals, Bengals are bad. <laughs> the fish tank is alive. Yeah, fish tank is very alive. Let's see, Lions, Vikings, Matt Stafford is good, but the Lions are bad. Uh, Packers, Raiders, Packers are good. Colts, Texans, Colts are good. Uh, Cardinals, Giants, both are bad. <laughs> uh, Niners, uh, Washington, FedEx Field is bad. Uh, Titans, Chargers, confused. Ravens, Seahawks, Ravens are good. Uh, Chiefs, Broncos, Patrick Mahomes uh, is about to lose his shot to Matt Moore. That is my reaction to this NFL week. Can I say one thing? I don't have anything to say about the actual games, but Cliff Kingsbury, I hate you because they announced that David Johnson was healthy. They gave him the first snap of the game. And then they didn't play him the rest of the game. Uh, and for, for, yeah. And for those that had him in fantasy, like me, who also have Chase Edmonds in fantasy, like me, did not start Chase Edmonds because the assumption was that David Johnson was healthy and he was going to start the whole game. That was not the case. <laughs> and then the Arizona Cardinals Twitter handle had the audacity to tweet out the little meme of the person holding a sign that says, you should have started Chase Edmonds in fantasy. To which I would say, <laughs> go blank, blank, blank. <laughs> That's funny, though. <laughs> this is why I don't play fantasy football. Uh, let's see. Basketball, NBA preseason is happening. Looks like Zion's going to sit for the first couple weeks i don't know if this means that his knee is worse than expected or they are just being overly cautious or both i'm nervous man i'm nervous about his knees i think pablo torre brought up the brought up the brought up the thought on high noon that we've never really seen anybody that's like six six almost 300 pounds and can jump that high and we, I'm interested to see if his body can handle it because I've never seen anybody with that profile that can jump that high who like, – like my personal belief is that I, dude, his knees are going to explode at some point 
and it's going to be bad. And I hate that because he, I cannot wait to actually watch him because he's super, he's a great basketball player. He's super efficient, knows where to be crazy vertical. Like he's going to be good. I'm just afraid because I'm personally afraid for his knees. Yeah. He's doing the exact same thing he did at high school, which is the exact same thing he did in college, <laughs> which is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. That even now he is able to kind of bully people and do whatever he wants to do uh, at this, at this point in his career. So what's he going to do at the next level? <laughs> <laughs> Only time will tell. Uh, I don't know. The, the, Mavs, did you have something? Uh, I mean, just me rambling because the Mavs look decent. I'm excited for it because uh, Chris Stapps Porzingis finally is back on the court after almost 18 months of being off, and him and Luka Doncic look like a really solid duo. I mean, I still think we're on the outside of the Western Conference playoff picture, but that tandem is going to be a fun thing for me to watch at least, and hopefully that draws some attention as well. We ended up beating the Clippers, who – where they played virtually everyone except Paul George, who's still out with his shoulder injury, ended up playing really well against them. I hope we, that can carry over to our games at the start of the season. The Ken Palm rankings are out. I recently got a Ken Palm account, so I'm going to be hitting y'all with those sweet, sweet basketball stats. As the as the basketball season, college basketball season progresses. Right now, Carolina is ranked sixth in Kimpom. The way he does that is largely based on returning players and players um, picked in the top 30 of their recruiting class. So the models have us doing pretty well this year. Uh, If you give me like 30 seconds, our projected record right now is 21 and 8, and that's not counting two games in Atlantis. So. I think that's realistic. I saw something where they're, where they're currently the number two offense and number eight defense, which I thought that was a little high. It depends on that, if – I think if if uh, Brandon Robinson takes a step forward this year that I think he will, I, I think that's justifiable. I think Garrison Brooks has already proven that he is a solid ACC starting power forward. Like Cole Anthony is going to Cole Anthony. I think the hype is real. Um, and then you have two grad transfers on either side that have a chance to make an impact, not even considering the fact that Armando Picot is also there. So I think that's justified. It just, for this preseason expectation, I think it's justified. Yeah, they have us as the number two offense in the number 10 defense. 10 defense, which I think they're, they're, uh, Adam Lucas way back when put down the stat where Usually the Carolina wins the championship when they have those kind of parameters for their rankings. They usually need a, I think it was a top 10 offense and then a top 25 defense. Every single championship team has fell uh, within or within that standard. So hopefully they can keep that going through the season. So other teams in the top 10 of Kim Palm. Well, uh, Carolina's number six, three, four, five in that order are Louisville, Duke, and Virginia. So I'm surprised Virginia is that high, seeing as how much they've lost. But uh, with uh, rankings that are based on efficiency, 
Virginia gets a lot of love in those sort of rankings. So, and I always keep forgetting. I keep forgetting that they've extended the three point line, and it's gonna be a big storyline this year. It's gonna be a big I mean, storyline, but it doesn't affect things that much. It will. I've stood on a, a college court this year. It's really not that for that much further back. Like it, if kids weren't already practicing from back here, like I, there were plenty of three shot from this distance last year. I'd love to see like a heat map to see how many of them were. But I think especially at the, the top of the leagues and at the top teams of the country, I don't think it'll be that much of a dip. Didn't they test the change during the NIT and there wasn't a major change in shooting percentage? Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Which isn't a huge sample size, but... And then also this year, uh, after offensive rebounds, the shot clock resets to 20 instead of 30. I like that change. Yeah, games go a little quicker. Except when it's Duke and we need a rebound and just need to run the clock, I'll miss those extra 10 seconds, but I'll take it otherwise because we're still a pretty good rebounding team. I I cannot wait to go back to two big men. Like, the traditional two... Having both Mondo and Garrison, that's... Uh, that's a heck of a front court for rebounding. That it is. And then adding Dayron Sharp next year. <laughs> oh, and Walker. And Walker. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I thought Walker, I Walker's a love commitment the other day. I felt like we might have glossed over the basketball news. Did we talk about it? I think we, we did also talk glossed about over it. the football commitment. I think we. T- I think we mentioned it. Um, yeah, there's a football commit as well. But that recruiting news as y'all, I don't follow it as close as y'all do. So Des- he's the number two recruit in the country. He good. Desmond Evans. Yes. I think it'll, it. I think more so than I think more so than just getting a really good player. I think this helps us out optics wise for recruiting in the future. Sure. I agree. All right. Is it time? It's time. Well, thank you all for listening to this episode of Never Made Varsity. We really appreciate it. If you want to find us, you can do that at tinyrow.com slash nevermadevarsity. Leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Anything you like or can't like to share, let us know via Twitter at nevermadepod. Thank you to David Cutter for the theme music, and we will talk to you Hopefully after a Duke win. A win whoa. Duke oh, win. okay. I was like, whoa, buddy. A, a Duke win, not a Duke space win. I would I would get that if we were hashtag tanking for Tua. <laughs> <laughs>